in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. A warm day ahead for us on this Thursday. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Dylan McKim. We still have clouds overhead this morning, and you should expect a little bit of rain today. I saw some rain on my way in this mm -hmm. morning. Kristen, when should we expect our, our main weather event this week? Not until this weekend. Okay. So what we've got out there now is just a little bit of drizzle, a little bit of light rain for some, not everybody. Let me show you what we've got on radar at the moment because it'll be tough to find it. This is so light and so spread out. A lot of this will fall underneath the radar beam that we know we have the opportunity for some mist drizzle and light rain and you can see those raindrops those teeny tiny raindrops falling on our ladybird johnson wildflower center camera there in south austin temperature wise no problem in this department we're in those upper 50s to low 60s across the board here these temperatures actually closer to our average highs than our average lows currently sitting at 62 in austin 61 in bastrop 60 in lockhart upper 50s out west the difference between right now and 24 hours ago is notable. I mean, it is a noticeable difference as we're walking out the door, feeling those mild temperatures in this afternoon, just as nice, if not even a little bit better than yesterday. We'll go with a high of 74 degrees. Not a whole lot of sunshine though. Clouds are going to stay with us through the day. Best chance for drizzle will be this morning. Drier skies expected this afternoon, but the main event is still on the way. We've got a good looking rain chance here coming into this weekend, both Saturday and Sunday with a significant chance of showers and storms. And this morning's data actually showing a little bit more being squeezed out of those clouds. So I'll update you with those potential rainfall totals coming up in your first morning forecast. Okay, looking forward to it, Kristen. This morning, the Austin Police Department will update us on a decades-old cold case. It's for the murder of Burt Allen Mann back in 1994. They'll speak starting this morning at 10 a.m. at APD headquarters. We'll be there and bring you the update starting at KXAN News at 11 a.m. Well, people who stayed at Austin's temporary homeless shelter say conditions are worrisome. They do. The city of Austin says more than 570 people have stayed at its Marshalline Yard Shelter, opened about six months ago. Roughly half of those people no longer stay there. And less than 30 were confirmed to have moved to permanent housing, according to city information. KXAN's Grace Reader spoke to some of those clients who are now back out on the street. Roughly halfway through a one-year contract, people staying at the city of Austin's marshalling yard near the airport, which is being used as a temporary homeless shelter, are sharing concerns about the conditions there. It's great that they're providing housing, uh, providing beds, but there are many things that are fundamentally not right. Barry Jones says he was staying at the marshalling yard when his mental health medications were stolen. He says he couldn't get help replacing them. Finally, after a month, I... Uh, I was feeling really, really bad, uh, spending most of my time in my bed, and I got into an altercation with one of the staff, and I threw some food on the floor. I lost my temper. He was ultimately asked to leave the shelter and now lives under a bridge, he told us. Discharges like that one were a major concern brought up during Wednesday's public health committee meeting. According to the city's homeless strategy officer, roughly 5% of people who have left the marshalling yard were kicked out for illegal activity or violence towards shelter staff, and nearly 15% because they refused to follow the rules or repeatedly broke them. I want to be clear that, you know, we... We don't take exits lightly. We, we really try everything to not exit clients, but violence of any form towards other clients or towards shelter staff or my staff 
is not tolerated. The city said it's working to standardize discharge rules across its shelters. Another theme brought up Wednesday, though, was food. Multiple clients told us they're being fed almost entirely fast food. Three times a day, junk food, basically fast food, like um, pizza, um, Danny's. The city addressed that Wednesday, too, saying yes, that's a concern, and that they've been working to secure a vendor that will provide healthier options. We're rounding third base on finalizing finalizing the agreement. Regardless, the city says it hasn't had any issues filling its 300 beds and has been at capacity at the marshalling yard for months. I just wonder if this is if this is the really what Austin, the people of Austin want as far as health care for the homeless. Is this what you want your tax dollars going toward? Grace Reader, KXAN News. The group contracted with the city of Austin to run the marshalling yard is called Endeavors. And KXAN previously reported the nonprofit did rapid rehousing in Austin before taking up that role and had several other contracts with the city for homelessness efforts. This current contract is for one year at a cost of more than $9 million. And it comes just after the city closed a high flood risk, risk rather, encampment on the parkland east of the Longhorn Dam. It was in danger of flooding. A total of 33 people experiencing homelessness. Six pets were moved to the city-owned Northridge Shelter as part of the HEAL initiative. HEAL carries out closures of homeless encampments that pose the highest public safety and health risk. An extensive cleanup process is underway at the encampment, which is expected to take at least several weeks. A scuba diver led police to a pair of vehicles underwater at Ladybird Lake. Police say the first discovery happened last Friday on Nash Hernandez Senior Road on the east side of the trail. They say the driver called back the next day after seeing another submerged car in the same area. Police say the vehicles, a Hyundai Elantra and a Kia Optima, were reported stolen. Crews pulled one of the cars out yesterday. The other will be removed at another date. Investigators say there's no indication any persons were inside those vehicles. Austin police confirmed that the body found in Lady Bird Lake earlier this week has been identified as a woman. They're not releasing that woman's name at this time. Police say it's also not a homicide. The department also adds toxicology reports are pending. And this morning, Congress remains in gridlock. On Wednesday, the long-awaited bipartisan immigration and foreign aid package failed to pass with just four Republicans voting for the agreement they had demanded. With additional funding for U.S. allies like Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan now unclear, the Senate will attempt a separate vote for foreign aid today. NBC's Ryan Nobles reports from Capitol Hill. Things are not getting much better here on Capitol Hill. Senate leaders were unable to pass that $118 billion supplemental aid package that included a key component to deal with the crisis at the southern border. They're trying a new approach. They pulled the border package out of the bill and instead are focused on aid to Ukraine and Israel. But leaders in the House have already signaled that they may not even be able to bring that legislation to the floor. What's going on up here and why are House Republicans insistent that if they can't get everything, they'll take nothing? We'll take an in-depth look at all of it coming up this morning on The Today Show. And coming up right here on KXAN News Today, Texas State University now allows a life-saving drug on campus. Why school leaders say they are now stocking up. Plus the tight water supply conditions one central Texas city is dealing with and a new hope on its way as they get a new system. 
Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Texas State University now allows a drug on campus as a way of preventing students from dying from another drug. The university is the latest college campus to offer free Narcan or Naloxone. That's that life-saving medicine that can rapidly reverse an opioid overdose from drugs like fentanyl. The university announcing just last week free Narcan would be available to students, staff, and faculty on its San Marcos and Round Rock campuses. Dr. Sarah Doss, the interim director of University Health Services at the university, says that Narcan shouldn't be a substitute for calling emergency medical services if someone is overdosing. It's very tragic that this kind of program is needed on college campuses and in schools, but it is. The CDC reports overdose deaths involving people under the age of 20 more than doubled from the summer of 2019 to the end of 2021. Well, still ahead, the latest on Austin's plans for a light rail that still has many business owners on their toes as West Campus businesses continue to worry about their future on a popular local street. It was National Signing Day on Wednesday, but for the Longhorns, well, they didn't add anyone to the roster. Instead, we'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian on the big picture of this program coming up. Good morning, everyone. A live look outside from our camera over at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center. You see some of that rain there mist that Kristen was talking about. Not widespread right now, as she mentioned, but we're going to talk to her for the latest on what else we're seeing outside with the clouds and radar. Coming up in just the next few minutes, but first, a sigh of relief. For some businesses on Guadalupe Street near UT after the Austin Transit Partnership announced that they have reevaluated their plans for a rail system down the drag. And while this might change the route, sparing some locations from having to be forced out, some businesses are still worried. Now, Bill Ramadna shows us why. Inside Mighty Moe's on Guadalupe in West Campus. We're getting ready for our rush. Preparations are underway. Hot cheesesteaks and smash burgers and a lot of fun stuff was delicious. But owner Mo Alfawagre says he wasn't prepared when he heard his business could be gone. Following plans from Austin Transit Partnership to build a rail line down Guadalupe. The biggest thing for me was the idea of the location being where it is and the amount of heavy traffic that I've noticed. But on Wednesday, there was an update. The line, which called for displacing several businesses, was reevaluated. We have identified a design solution that doesn't require any conflicts with the structures in that area between 27th and 29th along Guadalupe. Places like Dirty Martins, Whataburger, and Mighty Moe's. But there are still concerns with the overall plans some of which called for no vehicular traffic down the drag. It just depends on what idea of relief or what idea of you're not going to be impacted really means. ATP tells us options and considerations for the drag were evaluated as part of a community-driven process throughout 2021 and 2022, including rerouting car traffic from Guadalupe between 22nd and 29th Street. The students we talked to said they welcome more public transit, but they too have concerns if traffic is removed from Guadalupe. I also do worry about where the traffic would go. When we're talking about demolishing small businesses that are really crucial to the Austin culture, that is something to be regarded. Mighty Moe's now just watching and waiting to find out more. It's just scary. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News.
Let's go in depth. Dirty Martin says they are cautiously optimistic about their fate, but this recent announcement from ATP does not change the merits of their overall lawsuit. Dirty Martins is a plaintiff in a legal challenge against Project Connect. The lawsuit filed last fall claims city leaders misled voters and asked to stop collecting property tax funding for the project. As for ATP, they are still conceptualizing plans and working out details on the project. You can check out this story online at KXAN.com. If you are looking for a pet, we can tell you the Williamson County Regional Animal Shelter is offering free adoptions through Valentine's Day. All part of the Best Friends Animal Society's Puppy Bowl National Campaign. The campaign will award a $5,000 grant to the shelter with the biggest adoption boost through the 14th. So all the adoptions will be free up until Valentine's Day. All adoptions include surgery uh, for the animals, vaccinations, microchips, and a voucher for a free wellness exam so now is the time i know i see your yeah you close? it's like my dog Victim right there one. the black with that black dog with the white the uh, white spots that's my dog they could be brothers and you could yeah. reunite them it could be yeah you know what i'll make a call by the end of the newscast there'll be a new puppy sitting on this desk let me show you what's going on outside this morning you made it to thursday clouds and radar showing quite a bit of cloud cover over the state right now especially a little closer home we are going to be looking at those mainly cloudy skies all day now i'm not going to zoom in on radar because it's hard to see the drizzle out there but i know it's there i believe you when you're watching Walking out the door and you're seeing a couple raindrops, it's just so light, so spread out. Radar's not going to have much success indicating what's out there because of those tiny raindrops. So we'll go with the 20% chance of light rain this morning, but this afternoon, mainly cloudy to just overcast skies. Temperatures having no problems warming up. I mean, we're in the 60s out there now for most. How about upper 60s to mid 70s area wide today? It's going to feel really nice with those numbers. Let's spend some time talking about the changes because today's kind of day one of this transition into damper weather. As I put this into motion, you'll notice by 7, 8, 9 a.m. Here comes some of that light rain as a boundary moves to our area this morning. It's going to be very light in the fact that I think a lot of us won't even measure anything out of these showers, but light rain to start and then cloudy skies to finish. That's what we're expecting today. Tomorrow, Similar, just not as much drizzle. It'll be cloudy from start to finish, and then we have a couple pockets of light rain possible on our Friday. The main event still comes this weekend. This is where my confidence is in meaningful, appreciable rainfall amounts. So by early Saturday morning, we're talking 3, 4, 5 a.m., here comes those scattered showers and thunderstorms rolling into the hill country and then gradually pushing west to east across our area. This is just before lunchtime. You can see some showers and storms in the area here in Austin on Saturday. And then eventually it looks like that will be round one that clears by Saturday evening. We'll get a second round in here on Sunday. Between both of those rounds, we could see anywhere from about a quarter of an inch to an inch of rain. These rainfall potentials are actually higher than what I showed you yesterday. As we now are getting closer to this event, we're getting better data into the models. And that's going to help my forecast. And there's really... Not a whole lot telling me we're going to see that that light kind of few hundreds of evidence that I was initially thinking. In fact, there's more and more support 
for better rainfall amounts. Some models even putting a lot of us close to that one inch mark. Now, we won't get crazy yet. We'll go with about a quarter of an inch to three quarters of an inch between Saturday and Sunday. But hey, that's a good, healthy drink of water. That's a good bout of rain that we've got coming in Saturday, Sunday. So seven day forecast shows a little bit of drizzle today and then a couple sprinkles tomorrow. This ain't it when it comes to the meaningful rain. That will be Saturday and Sunday. Timing wise, I would say the first half of the day Saturday and the first half of the day Sunday looking wettest. Cold front comes through. We've got some breezy to windy conditions that will follow. Temperatures getting a little cooler too from the upper 60s this weekend. We start next week in the upper 50s to low 60s. Right now, plenty of sunshine heading into Valentine's Day next Wednesday. Thank you very much, Kristen. Over 100 new supportive housing units are now available in Austin for those who are experiencing homelessness or at risk of it. The Austin Housing Finance Corporation's first supportive housing community officially opened this week. It's the Espero. The Rutland development in North Austin has 171 furnished studio apartments. We've got a sneak peek inside to give you an idea of what it looks like. There's a bed, there's a couch, a sitting area, bathroom, shower, the kitchen with an electric stove and refrigerator. Caritas of Austin, which works to prevent and end homelessness, will also provide support in a range of services, including employment help and mental help, as well as physical health services. The company's president and CEO says the city should continue to work on more projects like this to get more Austinites off the streets and into homes. Our city really needs to galvanize around these kinds of projects and make sure that they that they're easier to do, that we can do them faster, and that we just um, have our eye on exactly uh, how much housing we need to build for this population and get it done. The property is already accepting applications and started welcoming residents at the beginning of this year. We are learning more about the discipline four UT students are facing for hand delivering a list of demands to the University Dean of Social Work. Yeah, the students were protesting the university's dismissal of teaching assistants who sent a letter to a class about the Israel-Hamas war. Here's some background. A UT spokesperson says when the students entered the dean's office, he was on the phone making arrangements for his father's funeral. They say the dean relayed that information to the students, but they continued anyway. The students say they were peacefully protesting. One of the students shared a letter from the school stating if they don't want to be expelled for two semesters, they can't have any contact with the dean and they have to write a paper reflecting on their actions. The letter is also adding the students can submit a written appeal. They could request a formal university hearing as well. The attorney representing the students says they will not accept these terms and they plan to submit a counter. The university sent us a statement saying in part, quote, regardless of how protesters justify those activities after the fact, it does not change the fact that their conduct violated our rules and is not protected by the First Amendment. Well, some people in San Marcos will need to find a new way to get around. Due to a lack of funding, the free San Marcos get, uh, get Around Downtown Shuttle will be discontinued at the end of the month. The city's website said the free service launched back in 2022 to take visitors, residents, and employees in the area to and from the restaurants and shops in downtown. The shuttle's last day to run is February 29th. 
A revolutionary new satellite that will provide a look at Earth's marine life lifted off from Cape Canaveral Space Force Station. This morning in Florida, it's the fourth flight of the first stage of booster supporting this mission. PACE is what it's called. It's NASA's newest Earth observing satellite that will help scientists better understand the oceans and the atmosphere and the climate here on Earth. The mission is expected to shed some light on how aerosols and clouds as well as phytoplankton or just plankton in the ocean serve as indicators for ocean health and global warming. This is KXAN Sports brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Normally on the first Wednesday of February, head coaches talk about their signing class. Steve Sarkeesian didn't have to. He did that in December. Longhorns don't sign anymore in the second signing period. 22 freshmen are signed up and 18 are already on campus. Eight out of the transfer portal for 30. So Sark kind of a state of the program news conference. Of course, winning the Big 12 title was a huge accomplishment. Getting to the college football playoff, huge disappointment. Tough, hunger, strong. Complacency is is like the devil, man. I mean, I, I just, I, I cannot afford anybody in our building to feel like we've arrived, right? Because this is a new team. And this team now has to develop their culture. This team has to develop their strengths. This team, I have to identify their weaknesses and, and how we can improve upon those things. We've got a lot of players who have been with us now for two and three years that really get our culture, right? I mean, it, it's ingrained in them. Now it's their responsibility to get that ingrained in these 30 new players, right? As much as it's the coaches, man, it's way more impactful when it comes from, you know, the leaders on the team. And so that that's always the challenge of empowering those guys and then, and then taking responsibility of it and then growing this team into the team that we want to have as quickly as possible. Right now in the middle of off-season workouts, they'll have spring break. And then after spring break, spring practice begins on March 19th. Back to you. Thanks, Roger. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking for you on KXAN News at 5. You may see a group gathered today protesting at the state capitol. What they want to see changed at the border 